Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Final Light, a podcast spin-off that's stupid in which we watched the final episode of a TV show. Um, my name's David, and I'm learning by doing. <laughs> my name's Sam, and oh, Sam Lloyd is dead. <laughs> and I'm Joe, and Hooch is indeed crazy. <laughs> <laughs> took us took us nine seasons, but we got there. This week, we watched the two-part finale to Scrubs, imaginatively titled My Finale, uh, which aired on May the 6th, 2009. My Lord, 11 God years ago. 12 years ago, nearly. God, we're old. Yes, time has Everything passed. Everything is a long time ago. Um, you say finale, but actually this isn't really the finale, is it? Because this is the end of um, JD, Zach Braff's tenure on the show. Well, but not necessarily the last show. He does come back for the next season. Yeah, so so just to just to, what? just to explain this. <laughs> so what are we doing then? Well, I'll explain why. Did I just why, spend forty minutes watching I'll explain that? Why we're doing what we're doing now? Jesus Christ! Now there are <laughs> there are three finales to Scrubs, sort of. Um, there's at the end of season seven, they thought they were getting cancelled, um, and the writer strike was going on, and so they kind of like rewrote. Oh, sorry. Um, like non-union writers rewrote the last episode of that series to be a finale. They ended up getting picked up for an eighth series, but they moved from I think NBC to ABC. Um, like at very short notice, ended up making this eighth season on a shoestring. Um, boy, does it show! And boy, does it show! So then, this finale was again supposed to be like you know a nice send-off for the show. But with the caveat that it was actually written by the people who regularly wrote the show. Um, and then, obviously, we all know that um, they made a season nine. Uh, however, Zach Braff appears in almost every episode. So he's never... Are you that's actually not in, joking? No, that's, I'm not. That's not, in, that's not including the other... The, the, the new series that they then did with like new kind of... Where Sacred Heart isn't a hospital anymore. That is including that. That's college. the one I'm talking about, Joe. No, did they not do another one in between that? No, I'm so confused as well. There's though. a web series which is different, separate, um, called Scrubs Interns or something that they made at the same time as season eight. This finale so, came out. Just to be clear, this finale came out, and then Zach Braff and Donald Faison and the rest of the gang, except the woman who played Carla, they all came back for season nine, but. The cast, the, like it was all about the Dave Franco lot. Were, were they were the main characters, and all the voiceovers weren't Zach Braff anymore. So even though Zach right. Braff appeared in every single episode of season nine, yeah, as a series regular, it was no longer okay. like it was try- kind of a reboot. I think is maybe the maybe okay. the way to okay. Okay. phrase that sort of series. Right. Let, let me let me get it out because then what the fucking hell have we been doing? A, a two parter. One of the one of the worst two parters I've ever seen in terms of like we've got this we've got forty five minutes to go through and what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna stretch out about eleven minutes of content over the forty minutes and there's no plot there's nothing going on and this totally indulgent goodbye to Zach Braff uh, I mean indulgent to the point where they 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 get like half of the fucking cast from the previous uh, eight seasons along. 
for, for the ending. And then he's not even that's not even the end of the show. He comes back. Yeah, but it was I meant do. to be the end. It was meant to be the end. So make it the end. Just make it the end. I mean, have some have some fucking integrity in the product that you're creating. I think you're oh forgetting about goodness. money, Sam. There's this big thing called money. Um, and Smoke. People see it um, and they, they they kind of go crazy. They do stupid Jesus. things, it's like Hooch. Jesus. You know, it's one of the more Hooch is crazy. It's one of the more torturous sort of like shows. I think that went on that way. Um, and we mentioned on our on our heroes episode way back when about the writer strike in in two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, um, which like we mention every now and then, but we haven't done a ton of shows from around the time, uh, purely because nothing good was made because all the writers in Hollywood <laughs> well, the were writers on strike. were on strike. Like yeah. it's really hard to maybe, um, I, I guess, really explain the impact on television that the writer strike had. Because it doesn't sound like it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like it would be important, but it mm. really was. Um, and all yeah. of the Scrubs writers from so that was the season before this, and that's kind of why it got cancelled. Not cancelled. That's kind of why it moved networks. Was because season seven was really bad because they didn't have any of the regular writers writing it. Season eight was really bad, apart from this finale, which we will talk about in a moment. Season eight was really bad um, because they moved networks. Uh, they started production. I think basically I was reading like all of the main cast essentially got like an email saying, right, be on set for at this address on this date when they all thought that the show had been cancelled. Um, they, their, their budget was absolutely slashed to the bone. So like that, most of the main cast of Scrubs in season eight they all miss a few episodes here and there because they just simply could not afford to have everyone in every episode. Yeah, because they spent they spent all the money getting all those actors back for the the masturbatory fucking sign off for hey, Sam Brown. Sam, I, Zach I promise paid, you, man. they didn't name me one actor who came back who is a somebody no, but, you would know. Did Ryan Reynolds no, come back? I, I don't think so. But still, forty actors times a hundred is a lot, and probably enough. You know, enough for the. Anyway, the, probably the so biggest in, actor in it, other than Zach Braff, probably is Doctor Cox. He's probably the next famous famous one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in yeah, that, I meant in that corridor scene, Joe, in terms of like let, let's, they oh, to get all those people in. Let's do let's do the housekeeping. So in this, it's, it's JD's last day at Sacred Heart, and he's kind of like hoping for this, you know, big emotional sign send off, and uh, and it never really materializes it, and that's that's kind of like the. That's that's the um, the thread that we follow as this man baby walks around the hospital, trying to you know elicit emotions from from his to, co-workers. To, to be fair, the the only one he really wants emotion from is Doctor Cox. It isn't the rest of them kind of give him his moments. Doctor Cox is the one he really wants, um, yeah. and obviously he just won't give him it because you know. So I I came into this I came into this as like someone who as a younger man enjoyed watching Scrubs. I didn't love it. It wasn't something that I particularly was mad about but i had think i maybe had the dvds and thought this this is a fun show it was certainly like a quotable show for me and then probably by the time of of like going to uni so probably around the time that this actually came out then it, scrubs kind of like disappeared a little bit for me as one of those like not quite a teen show but in the in the realm of teen shows so to to come back to this and to see like uh, the 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 hollow shell that I think this episode is compared to generally like a pretty funny show 
um, was quite distressing. You know, it's, it's quite one of those like, oh, what have you done to my, my baby? That's just terrible. <laughs> you've, you've ruined it. Look you've ruined it. Look my boy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I have maybe a, a fonder memory of this show, Sam. Um, I think there's one thing, one thing I want to mention about Scrubs as a whole, and we will come back and do a Scrubs episode on the pilot eventually, but like, you know, when, whenever we feel like it, basically. Um, I really enjoy the earlier stuff. I think it's quite funny. I think it was quite novel for the time. And and you feel can feel free to argue with me, but like it's one of those rare shows that paints men giving each other affection in a positive light. And mm-hmm. I think that's a you know, that's something that like I think is quite absent from most TV, especially like comedy TV. Like in especially when this was made, it was really on the cusp of like five years earlier. Every single TV show was full of gay jokes about like, oh my god, it's a gay person, and then this came out and it was like it was about, you know, and it had these two guys in it who weren't gay but were also not afraid of like giving each other a hug every now and then. And I just think that's like maybe the lasting, um, for me anyway, the lasting kind of benefit of this show was maybe I think mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of on the same page as Dave like it probably even like beyond that this is kind of a show I have really fond memories of it's probably one of the first shows I properly binge watched um and you know going back to this episode it, it did kind of <laughs> it kind of hurt because and I remember from back when it originally came out that the first kind of five seasons were the ones that were worth watching and then kind of after season 5 really it drops really drops off a cliff snaking um, its own tail yeah, and you know, but kind of going back and watching this and how bad this episode is, it just kind of you know, it's like Vietnam. I brought back all those memories um, of you know what the show became, which is just terrible, basically. Um, yeah, it was quite a painful watch. Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons for that. It's, um, I guess, let's get into this episode because it is shite. Yeah, it's dreadful. Well, well, there's you know, you go on Wikipedia, and and often we 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 kind of go through the plot as like a. Oh, this will give us a, a structure for discussion. It is in, on Wikipedia an extraordinarily long plot um, summary of about, you know, like 10 uh, paragraphs. And yet I can't actually remember anything about this when I watched it yesterday. Like, there, there's well, no, I'll sum it up for you, nothing... Sam, in eight words, um, although I, that's a random number that I, haven't, I won't commit to. Um, JD is sad because it's One, his last two, day three, four, and five, his six, supervisor doesn't seven. love him. <laughs> That was about eleven, um, yeah, but kind of yeah. But but and that's and that is that is the um, that's one of the things throughout the rest of the show, isn't it? Is Doctor Cox and JD, um, you know, John John C. McGinley playing Doctor Cox does a great job of being this this like hard ass dickhead who is just spends the whole time taking the piss out of him, calling him names, but ultimately is kind of redeemable. Um, yeah, he's got a heart the, of gold, really, and you know it. You, you know deep down. Yeah, underneath all of the, the the kind of grit, there is a there is a nice man there, and so I, I like I get why they went with that direction. However, they just don't do anything new. There's nothing novel in this. It's just the same stuff. It's the same stuff. It's it's him wanting a hug. JD wanting a hug from Doctor Cox. Him holding out. Eventually, he slips up and says he was the Tricks best damn. It doctor that i've ever seen in this place which is objectively not true surely because he's a fucking idiot like he's you know, a 10 year old kid and, and it just it feels like loads of different um loads of different scenes all just cut up almost yeah. like sketches which i know is kind of what scrubs is about as well it was always very 
cutaways and mm-hmm. you know weird yeah, kind of gags and that's not fine. As clip showy as this. Like the first it really the, is the like the first a clip part show. of this two parter. There are three or four like. And like you said, there's quite a lot of like Family Guy-esque sort of cutaway gags, which is something I always enjoyed about Scrubs, but it's usually like a non-sequitur, and it's filmed for mm-hmm. that episode. In, in the first episode of this two-parter, there's three or four times that we flash back to footage from the first season, and it's like, did you just not have money to make 40 minutes of television? Is that what's happening here? But if that's the case, how's about you don't make it 40 minutes, just do a 20-minute episode? I mean, is, is, is that... Yeah... But there's, the, there's... the biggest issue with this episode or episodes for me is that, and the reason that it doesn't work, you know, the, I mean, the whole thing of JD wanting affection from Dr. Cox is like an overarching thing of the entire show from like season one, effectively. And I seem to remember from the, the pilot, which again, we will come back to, so not to go into too much detail, but when you originally meet Dr. Cox, um, he's actually like almost, you see him as the, the bad guy to begin with. And it's Dr. Kelso in the first episode who's like, you know, this really nice kind of guy who's on your side. And then it quickly switches and you realize that actually Kelso is the one who's the kind of money grabbing chief of medicine sort of thing. But the, the problem with this episode is it's basically 40 minutes of JD wanting that affection from Dr. Cox. And while in other episodes there's B-plots, C-plots, D-plots, you know, Turk's doing something, Carla's doing something, Elliot's doing yes. something, there is none of that. This is 40 minutes of an A-plot that's barely an A-plot. Yeah, it feels very much like I mentioned about the, the budget budgetary issues. It feels very much like this is the best that they could do given that, like, seemingly only Zach Braff can appear in more than one scene. We don't get anything <laughs> satisfying with Sarah Chalk, who plays Elliot, um, at all. She gets she's she's JD's his wife in this episode. She gets nothing to do. Absolutely. And she's zero probably one of the best, best best actors in it as well. Absolutely. Um Donald Faison who plays Turk, we get like again, we get like a really flanderized a bit like calling back to our last week's episode, we get a really flanderized version of the character for like the barest of mentions. It's the same with um uh Carla and the woman who plays her is Judy Reyes, Judy Reyes. I think. Um, and she's excellent as well, and we and we get the barest amount. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. it's a finale where, apart from JD, all of the other cast are doing cameos, and <laughs> like having read about it, I am convinced that this was because they just did not have the money to, like, yeah. film the episode they wanted to film. But like that, it shouldn't be an excuse, no. you know, especially no, when you're doing an indulgent two-part finale that yeah. contains no fucking plot. Like, that is the cardinal and sin of a television show, is write a fucking plot for your episode. <laughs> and, that, and that fundamentally is where this comes down to me of, like, what was the decision to make this a two-parter? Now, I, I think from what, I can, from what I'm, I, I've, I've read, that they basically didn't know whether or not this was going to be the season finale or the series finale when it went out like they hadn't that decision hadn't been made yet and so they went in they went in there thinking right this is going to be you know let's sign it off as the end and then obviously it comes back and that that in itself is is piss poor i didn't actually realize that that Braff was in it as a fucking regular though so that's mental but i i i can i'm kind of like a little bit um i can go fair on them a little bit and say it's a difficult situation you're in you've got no money you know it's everything's kind of really up in the air so what do you do and i think that you must you must surely think let's just go back to what we know how to do right let's just make a really really good episode that that 
actually that, that that has the jokes you know make make get your cutaways in and presumably they couldn't afford to do that many of them because that's why they don't do them but i remember scrubs of having loads of those like random gags where there'd be yep. people everyone would be dressed up as a clown or some you know like oh well that's turk is a leprechaun for- i'm sure is one of them that i remember quite well whatever you know that's 400 dollars though isn't it to get yeah. everyone in clown costumes <laughs> or, or whatever the joke is so right fine so then you go to the other thing that Scrubs does really well, which is like sentimentality. It's a really sentimental show. And those moments when they're, you know, the music comes in and then you have the bit where he has a little voiceover. Yes, they you have a bit where this be... man baby learns a lesson and that's kind of like... Yes. Uh, to, to be fair, we, I should say like the, the, the one bit of this two-parter that I did like was right at the end of it as he's leaving, after he's had his moment from his mentor, um, he's walking down a corridor and there's all the characters from the kind of his past um, as he's walking through them. He just kind of obviously he's imagining them, but you see them all. And there's like there's all these characters well, that you have been well, in the series right the way say, through. There's Snoop Dogg in turn. Um, there's Hooch, Hooch like um, Keith. Um, there's yeah, Keith. There's lo- the, the, but but what I'm saying is right. What I'm saying is so go for the sentimentality because that's again it's what Scrubs is good at. You know, cutaway gags, sentimentality, wrap it up. We're out of here. And I agree that it's good at the end, but you don't earn it. You don't earn any any of the build-up. I think the build-up is so poor, so badly timed almost. And like, I, I don't know if it's the editing as well. Like, it just feels like a dead weight. There's just not enough Every content. Scene like feels like it's just being dragged it out. It feels like a show that ran out of ideas three seasons ago. <laughs> it certainly yeah. does, doesn't it? But I don't. it's <laughs> confusing because, like, even if you... And obviously hindsight's a bitch, but even from the you know foundation of like looking back at it, you know, twelve years ago, we can probably we could probably sit in half an hour now and come up with a better finale. Even even with even with the caveats of you can only have one scene with Judy Reyes, you can only have one scene with Sarah Chalk, you can only have one scene like, with Jonathan McGinley, like. No, because I'm not sure that's an interesting podcast, Sam. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, right, but basic structures. We talked in the last episode, what makes a good finale? Because I think there is there is something to do with, with like, yeah, you want to pay off all of the different characters that you've got. You know, you want you want to have a moment with them all where they all get to say goodbye. If it's not a literal goodbye, but we you know, as an audience, we get to check, right, we've seen Todd, we've seen uh, Ted, the lawyer, we've seen Dr. Kelso, brilliant check 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 and yet they what they do is they kind of like dip in and out really really quickly of these characters quite frequently so we see dr kelso a few times we see ted a few times we see we barely see carla which is weird um but it's like little just snapshots whereas cut the fucking runtime to 23 minutes and then we can have a scene where Uh, uh, you know him and Carla have that nice scene together so that's cool that's two minutes check we wait Donald Faison we wait we have him trying to avoid JD the entire episode like we we barely even see it and he and he JD's pissed off because he thinks Turk doesn't give a shit you know like the whole thing is there just create some more stakes I think like the, I think a this. bit more to do with the actual like like the the only bit and it's not even a, it's not a B or C or D plot or anything like that it's like an X plot is the thing about the guy <laughs> whose mother who finds out has um, 
Huntington's. And you could totally have a little bit more to do with that in there because that's actually, I think, quite a nice little bit of the episode where, like, the, this guy finds out that his his, his mum has Huntington's and basically he can have a test to find out because it's um, genetic, so he might have it and he can have a test and he'll know for sure whether he will or won't have it. And he refuses to take it and, you know, JD asks him why in the end. But, you know, you could play a little bit more well, on that, that and turn out... That you in know, of itself feels discordant. I'd completely forgotten about that, Joe, um, until you mentioned this. And I watched this, like, two days ago, but... It's not. It's very discordant with what else is going on. Exactly, like, but you could make it make a bit more sense. You could, and, you know, that is something. I think, again, that's something that happens throughout the series. Yeah. Um. Is is like JD learns things from his patients. You know. So that's sh- kind of like well, continuing I think the to theme. fix this because having said it, Could, Sam, sorry, Dave. Have, sorry, Dave. Can I just can I, on that point though, right? Because that is that is a there is also there's always always the patient, isn't there? There's always the illness that's going on. Yeah. This week, like. And the show hints at it, but it never says. It never says that this guy who doesn't want to find out what Huntington's is. It never makes a connection between him, not wanting to find out the future, and JD. And again, give us some stakes. Make JD actually like be nervous about leaving. He's, you know, I don't even know what he's going to go do. Doesn't. I'm not sure it ever really gets. I think he's going to be um, chief of medicine at another hospital. If I right, great. Right. But like, make him make him just much more unsure. And then and then the lesson is Huntington's guy says actually, I need to live in the moment. I can't be worried about the future. I just want to get on with my life and enjoy the things that I've got and have that as like it was at that moment I realized that he was right and I need to stop being such a baby and blah blah you know like the whole th- but again there's not there's no connection between the overarching plot of the episode which is JD's leaving and what we see it's all just scenelet 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 so then you you're left thinking well, it's what the hell was that for and it doesn't make much sense I agree with you Sam um I think that in order to fix this you do need like a stronger a stronger emotional core because again like we said that's what scrubs is good at and like it's good at sort of like using this medical setting and all of this death and horrible disease and all sorts to like <laughs> basically like and that's what it is to basically like really pleasantly frame the struggles for the people who like do you know what I mean it's it's never about the person who's dying it's about how doctors cope with people who are dying do you know what I mean that's kind of like always been the through line of scrubs um, in the early seasons it's kind of like the, the 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 you know the conception of the show was about that as well like you know how can you just go from being a university graduate to suddenly like dealing with death and you know people dying and people having dementia and and you know and, and that as uh, you know on a daily basis and like you said this is kind of absent from this we don't get enough of these patient this patient or the son to really give a fuck and like. So what you really need to do, like you said, is make JD more unsure about leaving and be more like, well, what am I going to do and who am I going to have lunch with and you know, like, and when will I see you all and and you know, well, what what will I do if I need to if I need to ask someone's advice? Do you know what I mean? Like more like the minutia of it, and then you can have those interactions with different characters. Like it can be, like you know, he'll be to Carla like, oh well, who can I go? Who will I go to when? You know, um, and you know, I can't figure out this 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 nurse thing, or who, you know, what can I do there? He can say to Doctor Cox, you know, like, well, well, what can I do when you know I'm not sure of myself and I need I need some reinsurance. I need someone to come in and do you know what I mean? Like, be mm-hmm. the be the be the adult in the room, and like you can have maybe the other characters be like, well, JD, you've been doing that yourself for you know however long, 
like you can have more of an emotional sort of like you can have a scene with every character where they say you know fly off my goose you're fine do you know what I mean? Like more of a payoff that yeah, way, yeah. and that's just how like him realizing that states. while it's the end of his his sacred heart, you know that that, that while it's changing, change isn't a bad thing. Change you isn't know, a bad that's... thing, and like this this family he's got at Sacred Heart, you know that he'll they're not he won't still they won't there. suddenly be out of his life, like yeah. you know, and it fucking sucks that we are more competent writers than the people who wrote this episode. Um, because whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not go too far. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 it, it is. It is that like um, you mentioned flanderized, and I think that, that the whole episode feels like a that the whole thing has been flanderized. Never mind one character, and like where is the where is that emotional core that you're talking about? Um, as opposed to, as opposed to like, uh, uh, you know, you go back to the the, the early show. And there's just so much there, isn't there? There's so many different different types of jokes, physical comedy, sight gags, like all of that's there. But you also you always got that moment in the episode when it was quite touching. However, again, I haven't seen this show in fifteen years or so, so perhaps perhaps um it was a it was a deep show when I was fifteen and then I grew up and it's like See, wow, I, I don't know. I don't know because there are some like pretty memorable episodes of this. Like, there's the one with um, Doctor Cox's brother, for example, where Brendan like Fraser. Yeah, where like um, he's in a couple of episodes. To be fair, but like the the, the last one that he's in, um, it like tricks you into thinking that JD's lost a, one of Doctor Cox's patients and he's really pissed. And then there's like this kind of reveal at the end where it turns out that actually it's Doctor Cox's brother. Uh, uh, it is. It's not his brother, is it? It's his brother-in-law. Um, it's actually Brendan Fraser's character who's passed away, not the elderly lady that you think it was. Um, he had some sort of sudden like medical event and JD couldn't save him. And then there's the episode where Dr. Cox decides to get the patients um, some some sort of um, transplants. He thinks they've got some disease and then it turns out that it isn't what he thought it was. It was actually rabies and every single... Um, every single of the patient that he's given some of the organs from this... Um, the patient that died, um, it basically turns out that they've all received um, infected um, yeah. there are organs and they all pass though. away. And um, then Dr. Cox ends up in like this downward spiral and JD has to save him. So, so you know, there are kind of episodes that kind of stand out. And arcs, like emotional yeah. arcs. But and, that, that's and multi, what Scrubs was, was good at. It's kind of like being funny whilst kind of like exploring some of these themes and exploring mm-hmm. some of these like the flaws of people and you know like and maybe humanizing doctors in a way that maybe a show hadn't done before this where we get quite a lot of like these people making very human mistakes and then them not being okay with it because they're a doctor and they're supposed to be flawless and that's kind of the emotional weight behind most of this and it's just absent from this finale and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he was actually praised by doctors for like actually doing a pretty accurate kind of portrayal in terms of like you know what it's like. Yeah. Not, obviously not the comedy aspect. Well, but... it was supposed to be their mo when they when they set out to make the show was mm-hmm. to kind of like and um, address kind of like especially young doctors. I think was the the key thing. Um, I think uh, that the the show was kind of um, inspired by a friend of the of of the of the creator who. Yeah was a junior doctor Jonathan at the time. Doris. Yeah. Dr. Jonathan Doris. Yeah. yeah, so it was inspired by him. I think he's passed away now, actually, um, which is sad. Mm. Uh, but it's kind of inspired by him when he first became a doctor, like, you know, you and you come out of school and suddenly you're in hospital with sick people. And 
it's kind of that's what we see in the early seasons. And I think part of the reason this is finale so bad is that that's a premise that only has so long in it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a show about young doctors who don't know what they're doing. Like it's not as easy to swallow when they've been doing that for eight years. And do, do you know what I mean? And when the cast are like knocking on 40 as well, like again, it's kind of like a, oh, well, I'm not sure I buy that all of these like grizzled mm-hmm. old men are, you know, nervous about not knowing what they're doing. And, and, and that was the magic of the show was kind of like this, you know, young cast of nobodies, um, with maybe the exception of John C. McGinley in the in, in the original sort of series, this young cast of nobodies who they could do anything they wanted with, and and funny writing and like that emotional counterpoint to like silliness, and and you know it's the early seasons of this um, are kind of a bit like a warm hug. We use that a lot when we're talking about TV shows, um, but they really are like they're quite uplifting it mostly in the episodes that they mm-hmm. do and the latest stuff just isn't in it doesn't achieve the same things and we should actually say as well that bill lawrence himself the um the the kind of creator of scrubs um he he actually appears in this episode right at the end um, he's the the guy emptying the bins um, just outside the hospital as jd leaves he pulls down the, the there's a sheet that's basically there to say goodbye JD sort of thing, and put it in the bin. That's Bill Lawrence himself, so he does appear mm. in the end of this as well. Um, yeah. I think um, Jonathan Doris, the, the doctor, it's based on yes. is the one who says adios to him as well, doesn't he? he says goodbye. Yeah. yeah. In the end, um, yeah. like what do, what do what do we like about this then? Because I think there are like, I mean, in terms of indi- individual jokes, there's maybe one um, or two. <laughs> I actually I, love do that. you know what? I didn't really like any of the content of the actual episode. <laughs> God, uh, no. Hear me out, because there is a there is a book coming. Um, I did like the corridor walk at the end. I thought that was a in an other episode where they maybe put a plot in it. Um, that would be like quite a nice kind of emotional flourish at the end of the episode because it's like a it's a goodbye to us, the audience, more than a good. Do you know what I mean? More than anything else, and I think that's yeah, it's fourth wally. It's isn't fourth it? wally, but Scrubs has always been a bit fourth wally, and and you know, has, yeah. playing with stuff like that, and so that was nice, and it was nice to see that they could get back all of that. I mean, obviously, these people, no offense, are nobodies. Um, it was nice <laughs> they could get back all of these like all of these actors um, to come and do their bit, and it was nice that like it's nice to think that the creators remember the show as fondly as we do, um, mm-hmm. and. I also liked uh, after the episode finishes, we get some like kind of like behind the scene camera of them like rapping on their final day, um, and I thought I quite like that as well, um, yeah. because yeah. it seems like this was a cast that really, you know, that really enjoyed each other's company. Like um, I've got another bit on that I'll say for later, but like. You yeah. know, there seems like people who got along and enjoyed working together, and well, it's kind Zach, of pleasant Zach to Raff see that. And, Zach Raff and Donald Faison, in particular, are like still really close friends, or even you know, off off the show. So, you know, and have been ever since they met on They've the show. They've got a podcast, haven't they? They, they do, have yeah. their own podcast called uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, uh, which is very good. Um, but they haven't got obviously to season eight yet. They're doing episode episode by episode. It'd be interesting um, to see what their thought on season eight will be. It I'm hoping certainly shit, will be. But. Um, but that's quite a cool podcast because they get. I think I've listened to maybe the first half of the first season, and they've had John C. McGinley, they've had um, Reyes, they've had Judy Reyes, they've had Sarah Chalk on. Obviously, Donald Faison and Zach Braff on every episode. Um, they've had Bill Lawrence on as well um, several mm-hmm. times, and he like uh, sends in like a 
a pre-recorded message of questions and answers every week. It's like mm-hmm. a, you know, and again, that's maybe like, that's like, oh, Scrubs is nice, but I feel like when they get to the latest stuff, it's going to be like apologizing <laughs> every week. I'm really sorry we made this. It's kind of like, it's kind of what you want. And I've I've listened to the first episode of that and it's it's good. And they're also not, um, they're not like afraid to, to, to be honest either, which I think is good compared to maybe Office Ladies or something, which is a bit just overly cheery. and It feels genuine with Scrubs. And like when they're talking about yeah. when they got together, I mean, it's quite nice to read about really. Like, you know, when all these actors got together to film this show, they were all mostly in their early 20s. They were all mostly nobodies and they were all mostly poor. And so it feels mm-hmm. like, like that's what they bonded over was the fact that like they all needed this to get their careers going and they were all like living in shitholes and none of them had families and it's just kind of like a part of the reason that I think they're all such good friends now. And there's a couple of nice things about the show as well that like kind of kept stayed quite kind of grounded with jokes from it. Like so for example there's an episode where um Turk turns out like his phone number is 9 something like 916 call Turk. Um and it was actually a thing where they actually bought a phone with that number. Um, for people who decided to like just try calling it, and actually, they, like they all took it in turns in having that phone. So if somebody rang it, they would actually answer. So you know, you could ring, and you'd have like Bill Lawrence would answer and speak to you, or <laughs> Donald Faison would actually answer I'd and be speak so to upset you. Or... If I rang the Turk phone and Bill Lawrence answered, <laughs> or Zach where Graf the fuck is Donald Faison, man? <laughs> yeah, you know, so you'd, you'd ring this phone number. They, they did it for years afterwards. Um, I think they said they turned it off now, but for for years, like they kept doing it for absolutely years. Like and you could ring this phone, um, and you would get through to somebody from Scrubs, whether it was like you know Bill Lawrence himself or one of the actors. They just kind of That's took it in turns and keeping hold of it. Uh, it. You mentioned it, Dave. Like these th- things that um, are nice at the end of the show is that that bit with the behind the scenes. You see the whole everyone's you know that's everyone's rapping now and all that stuff. And it, it it is nice, it is nice, but it's like well, it's actually not a, uh, any written content though. You know, it is just it's there to as a, a as an added bonus and gives you warm feelings. Um, oh yeah, it's really preying on your animal brain. Uh, it's for yeah, the fans. Yeah. That's what it's there for. It's it entirely totally for the fans. Things I like the, the the one joke I actually laughed at was when and it's it's a pretty obvious joke and it's been there for but when he turns the lights off. And um, <laughs> the whole hospital, the entire hospital, turns off, and everyone loses their mind because it's gone dark and all the machines. None of the, <laughs> all the machines the, have gone off, and ten people have all, died. Yeah, the ventilators are, and and then and then he turns it back on. and says, "Who wired this switch? Why would you wire it for the whole the whole uh, hospital through this one hospital? switch?" <laughs> yeah, which is that. And that's a funny joke. Other than that. Um, I liked. I did like the ending. Actually, I thought the the, the little walk through all of the, mm-hmm. the you know previous cast was good. Kind of weird, but I I get what they were going for was the projection of JD's future. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it kind of like I, I kind of wanted a flash forward um, to 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 say like, okay, five years later, but but. There's nothing. There's nothing in there where you go. Oh, like, there's no stakes. There's there's nothing in there where it's it's kind of like oh well things haven't turned out just exactly what as I thought, but we're still having fun. Do you know what I mean? And I think like they could have maybe done a better job of of either not showing anything and him having him just walk out the door in that final shot and saying goodbye to Jana and whatever else, and then that's it. Or give us a proper flash forward where we can kind of see where things are at. 
Um, again, the fact that he just comes back to the fucking hospital again next season, which I know television is made non, you know, I know it's difficult and everything, but it, it, that he, totally robs. He's, all he's of in the, he's in a lot of episodes in in the next season, but he's not in them for long. He's kind of like a minor character, to be fair. But he is yeah, a, a, but he is billed as a season regular, is what I mean. It's yes, not like they, yeah, it's not like he's got and a paid cameo in every episode. He I think is. he's in like three, the first three, and then he disappears for like four of them, and then he's in like another couple, and then he disappears, and then he's back again. They only do nine episodes, to be fair. Um, I think, I think, I think the, Joey, the the episodes he's not in, you speak to him on the phone. Someone speaks to him on the phone, and you hear yeah, his voice. Yeah. I think it's kind of like a so. Yeah. But that that's an odd one as well. Like, well, maybe, would we look at this differently? And obviously Sam wouldn't because he had no idea. Um, but would we look at this differently if Zach Braff hadn't been involved in the in season nine at all, and maybe as like a as a fond farewell to that character? And I'm not. Yes. Would we though? Because you didn't think he was in the last season, Sam. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I think I think I would no because I, came, I honestly came into this thinking, well, that was shit. But like, I kind of I get I get why they did it. You know, I get, I get because of the because of the production difficulties, and then to learn that, as just as we started, really, really turned my stomach a little bit because it's just, it just means that all of the false um, sincerity that they created, of course, it's false. It's a TV show, but you know what I mean. It just, it feels like <laughs> don't undermine like, the entire reality of it, Sam. <laughs> These are actors. What? Um, but because because of the sincerity that they're trying to generate, and because of like how ham fisted it is, because it's a comedy show, but also even for Scrubs, it's pretty it's pretty like okay, right, yep, yep, get it, get it, get it, and then just to shit all all over that um, to deliver what I presume is just awful television from <laughs> from the reviews. Um, oh, it's dreadful. It's not. Good. I guess it's if bad. you're really really into Dave Franco being a piece of shit, then that's the show for you. And the guy oh, yes. who the guy who plays the serial killer in Castle. That's just what I wanted. Perfect. Well, I'm going to watch that, guys. <laughs> yeah. What, if, if what you wanted was um, a series of characters you don't give a fuck about, um, desperately trying to replace the series regulars who are still there, um, mm-hmm. then then you might get something out of it. A couple yeah. of them, a couple of them are in this last episode. Or at least one of them is the one who, you know, the one that the janitor gets to like feign, um, yes. like being dramatic and um, things. She is one of them in the in season nine. And then I think she's isn't in the, happy endings, isn't she? Yes, yeah, isn't she the is, one? Yeah. Isn't the one who JD tricks into like saying bad things about him? So Doctor Cox will respond. Isn't she in? She might not be. I could be wrong on that one. Um, that would make sense, wouldn't it? But the. Um, you know, like as a as a general point, and we were we were trying to talk about things we liked, and that did not last long at all. But <laughs> as a general point, which you could say um, same about the episode. Yeah, as 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 a point about like finales is, it's about conclusion. It's about tying the threads together. But in a show like this, especially, and most sitcoms, it's really about like having one last hurrah with the characters that you love. You know, with the reason we that we get into TV shows. Is because it's it's like having a friend, you know. Like the whole thing mm-hmm. is is about you being immersed in their world and you know the jokes and you know there's all these inside jokes, especially with with comedy shows. It all builds up and they're referencing stuff from previous episodes and so you kind of get to that point where you're like, ah, oh, this is just nice sitting down and having twenty minutes with these characters that I really I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And 
I think like a, a finale should just be about celebrating that. And again, we never really we never really see any of those connections. We barely see any of the scenes of everyone together, which I think is probably the main focus of what the show should be about. There's a scene where they're all hugging. It's you know, and the it disregards. It's, it's a goodbye. It's a goodbye to Zach Braff yeah, rather than it, a goodbye to Scrooge. The rest of the cast and like it's been eight yeah. years. We've grown to mm. love like the the ensemble cast, and this was always an ensemble show and. So I don't like the the rhetoric in this episode that it's kind of like all about JD because it was never about that. It was you, if you, the only thing you could accuse it of the early stuff is that it was mostly about JD and Elliot and Turk, but it was always about the three of them, and then it was about the larger cast. And so this kind of like reversion in the finale to, oh my God, it's JD! Isn't he the most important guy? And I'm like. No, not at all. He's not even the most interesting of the main characters. He's not even the best actor. Absolutely not. No. Um, <laughs> what about the scene with the um, the janitor? Because he's he's oh, he's a Glenn antagonist. Off with that. Glenn he's Mafuf. an antagonist, isn't he? And they reference the penny, which I think he dropped into the the doorway. In season in the first, yeah. by in reference, first episode. do you mean talk about at length for ten minutes? Yes. Yeah, it's quite a lot, isn't it? And then he reveals that his name is Glenn Matthews, and then an orderly says, "Hi, Tommy." Um, so we we don't really know what he's really. Apparently, name is, um, this isn't interesting. Uh, <laughs> Bill has said that um, that his name was Glenn Matthews, like, and it's just a joke, basically. But that was right. his name, and like, why does who cares? Who is after that who information? <laughs> but, but who that's really, exactly, really that's... desperately needs to know the janitor's name? But that's exactly a good example of like where we didn't need to know that. Keep it a mystery, you know. Don't don't <laughs> don't go into it because. Because it's it's just it's all through the lens of JD what he finds out yeah. as opposed to like what the there's, audience you know. There's a really weird episode actually. I seem to remember in Scrubs where like there's this whole episode about where like JD thinks that the janitor the uh, is in the fugitive the film because you know the Arik- yes. Neil Flynn was ne- in the fugitive. Neil yeah. Flynn was in the fugitive, <laughs> and then like the janitor like, really no, like don't be one, stupid. Actually. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. And then it like right at the end he kind of like does the scene and like act it out, and it's like it turns out that he was, but obviously it wasn't actually the janitor. It was. Because he's um, not a train, isn't but, he? Yeah. He's on, the janitor, he's on the janitor train. was only actually meant to be in the first like episode. I think he wasn't meant to be, but basically Neil Flynn. He, I think he went for the role of um, Doctor Cox. Yeah, um, didn't but get they it, but they liked him. Trying to get him so, and JD in shot like as much as they yeah. get. Doctor, but um, he, he was John only he was only supposed shot. to be in the first episode, I think. And then he like was so so popular with like when they did the pilot that they decided to kind of keep him on as a regular, mm. and he's in right the way through. But for me, the hey biggest. Guys. The hey, biggest this thing, isn't this, a pilot light. Don't, the, stop, stop trying to bring in that interesting facts about the pilot. We'll get this is it, the we'll final get episode. It, but. but the the biggest thing <laughs> that, that for me with this is that like it's a perfect example of a show that like just didn't realise when the end was here. Yeah, they, they should have stopped after season five, season six, and it was obvious. I think even just watching it, it's like this is the natural ending point. They've run out. They're running out of yeah. ideas. Just finish it here. But and instead of doing that, do they that, went. Joe, Let's just carry on. You can do that. And lots of shows do, and you can still get it together. Fucking get your shit together, and write a proper finale. Like yeah, absolutely. If the scene hadn't been Neil Flynn talking to Zach Braff about the penny and all of that reference to God, do you remember when we had a TV show that was funny? Yeah. Um, if you get rid of that and have it be like, you know, um, him saying. Um, 
you know, I know we've we've had a laugh and everything, but I'm I'm really gonna miss you, JD, and have it be a genuine scene where he shakes his hand and then just leaves. Mm-hmm. Like that I think would carry much, much more emotional weight and be much more satisfying to us, the audience, than yeah. this ridiculous fucking hayseed shit we get in this episode. Um and maybe actually, like we talked about fixing it, my fix for this would be that the ending is he goes they go to the bar and he has a drink with Dr. Cox and Carla and Turk and, and Elliot and yeah. like a nice, they all cheers and they all wish him luck at his new job. And you've had that janitor scene and every other character can get fucked and, and you just, you fade to black and then gangsters come in and shoot him just like in the Sopranos. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, it, but it, but it goes to black before, before you uh, see, before that you, you know, know, you don't know Sam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I knew that. I knew that bit. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think it's much, it's much better. It's much less hammy, and I think it actually, it's actually like, it's providing the conclusion that you that you need, but you don't necessarily want. And and I think that is a great example. That is a great kind of like um, a, a, a lesson for finales in general. Is that you give them what they need. Give the audience what they need. You know, you you can't make it utter, entirely satisfying by fucking showing film footage of them having a baby and blah blah blah. You know, you've you've got to you've got to leave it to the point where you think, okay, like I I want to see more. You know, and I'm not going to, but I want to see more because that's the feeling that you'll leave with, as opposed to going, oh, all right, it's yeah, like you, know, you said, Sam, it's you gone. Need to, you need to pick one really. You either have flash forwards that are actual flash forwards, not JD fucking imagining him and Turk crying. Or you have like a, and they continue to have adventures sort of finale. Yeah. And this 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 does neither, this, and is unsatisfying for it. Yeah, I think um, I think we're probably done ragging on this show. I mean, I can yep. feel my blood pressure rising, <laughs> an alarming rate. Um, if we, <laughs> so, but but it's. I think it's just. Uh, I think it stems from disappointment, doesn't it? You're like, oh, I really remembered. I really liked that show, and and it was shit. And Nostalgia's a bitch. I, I, and do you know what's even more of a bitch when it doesn't cover the cracks? Yes. Um, that's yeah. you know that's when you know something's poor. Uh, so it. it's a real fucking shame. Are we doing a good finale this month? <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Knowing what's coming up, <laughs> that that doesn't fill me with confidence, Joe. I have to say, <laughs> to be fair, Frasier and Blackadder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're both. If you good if you endings. like silly shouty. British comedies from the nineties. Boy, have we got an episode for you! And if you yeah. don't like that, that? But you instead What's that like, listener. Instead You're doing you a show like, from the nineties. That stay, never happens. Unless you prefer upper class snooty comedy from America in the nineties and early aughts, then boy, have we also got an episode hey, for you! I didn't say the shows. The, the shows were necessarily for everybody, but as endings, from what I remember, both are good final episodes. And yeah, that yeah, well, that's is good. that gives me hold in mind for from what I remember. I'm confident about Blackadder. I'm confident that will hold up. I I'm not so sure about Frasier. <laughs> first time, first time I watched the Frasier um, finale, which was you know many many years after it aired. Many moons ago. Many moons. I cried. I actually teared up, and I don't know. I don't know why. And I'm not necessarily. We'll have to watch it again so I can remember <laughs> what it was. Uh, but that I, I, that'll be fun. That'll be more fun than than this. Yes, not difficult. If this, a, this was a fun episode, fun. though. And it, as always, guys, it's fun to um, 
it's fun to pretend like we know stuff and satisfy them. <laughs> Uh, and another thing <laughs> another thing so we'll see you next week please God let us enjoy that more <laughs> see you later see you next week